Good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome uh, to our midweek service uh, from Villa Presbyterian uh, Church. I trust that you uh, are all keeping uh, safe and well through these days as we look uh, to gather in Jesus' name here this evening, as we uh, look to listen to this podcast, uh, we recognize the God who is in control uh, in a world uh, that sometimes seems so chaotic and so changeable. Uh, We have a God who looks uh, to direct and guide us uh, through these days. As I begin this evening, uh, let me uh, ask you to continue to encourage you uh, uh, to share the um, different resources that we have available at this time uh, from our church family. The podcasts are available every Tuesday evening. Uh, You can download them uh, from any podcast supplier. Also on our YouTube channel, uh, you will find our Sunday services And also there's a little uh, video on our YouTube channel and it's also available on our website and our Facebook page telling you a little bit about uh, what it's going to look like next week as we start uh, to open our church building again for worship and you have some things to think about there as well. Um, So please uh, watch that video uh, and think about uh, what it means uh, if you're wanting to come back out to worship uh, next Sunday. Also, if you are hoping to be out in church next Sunday, uh, can you let Brian know uh, by five o'clock on Friday evening as well? Please know that if you feel that it's not right uh, to, uh, for you to be out uh, at church at this time, if you feel you're still uh, wanting to keep uh, yourself um, at home, then please know that the service will be live streamed and you can watch it. Uh, from your home also. We certainly are living uh, in very strange times, uh, really uncertain about what happens from one week to the next. Uh, But I want to bring these words to you as we begin uh, our podcast this evening. Words uh, that Jesus brought to his disciples uh, as he was leaving them to go to the cross. He said these words, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. With these words of great comfort, uh, let's come to our God now in prayer this evening. Heavenly Father, you are truly the one who is in control and we thank you for this. Lord, there are many things in this world that we may fear. There are many situations that will give us confusion and, Lord, build anxiety in our lives. But you are the one, Lord, where real peace comes from. You are the one, Lord, where salvation is found. And, Lord, we thank you that we can know you, that we can put our trust in you in everything that may come to us in life. Lord, we thank you as we open your word that we may know of your comfort and peace in every way. Lord, we uh, look to gather together this evening to honour and praise your loving name. And Lord, we recognise as we come together uh, through uh, this podcast to worship you, 
that, Lord, our lives are um, appeal significance to your glory. We are aware, Lord, the sin, Lord, that is around us. We're aware, Lord, of the things that can so easily pull us away from you. And so, Lord, tonight, as we gather in your name, Lord, we ask to renew your spirit in our hearts, that we may know, Lord, of your glory and your power through all things. Lord, uh, we confess, Lord, those things, Lord, that are not of you in our lives. And we ask, Lord, again, for you uh, for to, to know of your forgiveness in every way, to know of your beauty and love to us in all that we may do. Lord, as we come before you this evening, speak into our hearts and minds. Renew us, we pray. And we ask this now, in the great and in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, in a moment or two, uh, we're going to have another interview uh, from another uh, member of our congregation, uh, a lady called Margaret Garrett, who is known to many of us in our congregation, has been an elder uh, for some years now in our church, uh, and she's going to uh, uh, tell us a little bit about her journey in faith after our first item of praise entitled, uh, When My Soul is Weak, brought to us by Resound Worship.
Good evening, uh, Margaret. Uh, welcome to our podcast this evening. Uh, you are our guest this evening as we want to just hear a little bit more about uh, you. Uh, you're well known to many uh, in our church family. You've been an elder uh, for some years now uh, in Mavilla Church. But maybe first of all, just tell us a little bit, Margaret, about who you are, first of all. Hi, Robert, and thank you very much. Um, my name is Margaret Garrett. Um, as you say, a lot of people probably will know me. Some might not. Um, you might have noticed me sitting in the front row in the choir as well, um, if you didn't know me from anything else. But yeah, um, I've been living in Ards now for nearly 25 years. And um, I'm recently retired, well, early retired from the civil service. I scoppered when we got the chance to leave back in 2016. And um, quite happily living at home with um, me, my brother, and his wife, and Auntie to a cast of thousands. Some of you probably know that as well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much me. Well, uh, Margaret, you've been um, coming to Mavilla Church for some time now. Uh, but maybe first of all, uh, just to come back, uh, just when did you uh, come to know Jesus as your Savior, first of all? How did that come about? It was um, back in the year 2001. Um, I'd been coming to Movilla since 1999. And um, Colin Dixon, who was helping out the Reverend David Porter at the time, said to me at the start of the year 2001 that there was going to be a little home Bible study uh, in Mary Gray's house. Mary was one of the elders here, still living in Lombrook Drive. She's now Mary Dawson. And he thought I might be interested to go, a small group of people, maybe four or five at the most. So I started to go, and that was in February 2001. And just coming up to Easter, we'd been doing the passage on the, um, in Matthew on the uh, paralyzed man being brought by his friends to Jesus. And as the weeks had gone on with the study, I'd felt more and more that God was sort of really trying to get my attention and speak to me. On that particular Friday night, anybody who knows me will know that I'm not a late night person, never have been. I need my sleep. Mm -hmm. And um, during the course of going to these studies, 
I'd been lying awake in bed at night reading passage after passage in the Bible and reading all sorts of Bible study things. And um, I didn't seem to get tired. Uh, I didn't seem to need my sleep as much. But that particular study um, that week, for two nights, the same refrain kept going through my head. And it was just, he loves me. He gave himself for me. And I couldn't shake those two phrases. And I'd been reading, and it was coming up in the midnight on the Friday night. It was Good Friday, actually. Would have been on the 13th of February, or 13th of April that year. And um, I thought, it's midnight. I'm putting the light out and going to sleep here. And I did. I put the light out anyway. And about two minutes later, I was back up and sort of kneeling at the bedside and giving myself to the Lord. And it was really funny because the first thing I wanted to do was tell someone and I thought, I have to tell Mary. And then I thought, you can't phone someone at this time of night. Don't be stupid. So I didn't. <laughs> Held off. And um, uh, I'm not going to ask how old you were, Margaret, uh, but it's, it's maybe fair to say you were maybe a little bit older in life whenever you come to know the Lord. Relatively mature, I think, would cover it, Robert. Okay. And uh, uh, what differences did that make in your life straight away then? Or what, what changes did you see? Well, it felt, to me it felt fantastic. It felt as if things were just starting completely fresh. It's kind of like when my mom wrote in her diary where she said like a weight had been lifted off her shoulders. Mm. And that was, it was like that for me. Maybe a weight that I didn't actually realize was as big a burden as it was. But as I said to people in work, I knew Christian people in work, and I was telling them about, you know, how I felt. And I said, I feel as if I'm floating here. I feel as if, you know, everything's just fresh and new. And I couldn't get enough of reading the Bible. I couldn't get enough of, you know, talking about God. And it was really good to be in a workplace where there were a number of Christians and that sort of thing could be supported. And, of course, the church Straight away, people were, I mean, everybody was delighted, obviously. And straight away, I was coming around to, like, midweek services and all sorts of things. And it all made, it finally fully made sense, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and, and I suppose that's another thing, that you were already coming along to Mavilla at that stage. Mm -hmm. um, but after, as you're saying, things changed when church looked different for you, coming back then afterwards, yeah. It, it did, it really did, you know. I always felt coming to my villa as if I was being welcomed into a family. But then I felt as if I was really like a real special member of the family, if you know what I mean. I felt as if, yeah, I get what all these people have been saying all these years. Yeah, <laughs> finally yeah. got, finally get it. Uh -huh. Well, tell us then a, a little bit about um, what a, a couple of weeks ago we were speaking with Leonard. And one of the questions that I asked was, what, what's difficult about being a Christian, first of all? What, what things have you experienced? And you think, oh, I didn't realize that was part of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think probably it's, it's being consistent as a Christian, Robert. Um, you know, even people who aren't Christian in the world, we all know that they kind of hold Christians to certain standards, um, rightly or wrongly. And um, I think it's a consistency. I think St. Paul got it right when he says it all just constantly wrestles with the new. And you do find that. And sometimes you find yourself fighting the same battle over again that you thought, oh, that's gone now, but mm. here it comes again. And I think the second thing probably is maybe 
trying to witness the family who are maybe skeptical at best or, or just sort of unbelieving. Um, it's finding the balance in, in how to do that. And I think for me, it's partly in just how you live your life rather than directly maybe engaging them even in conversation. But I think I need to do a wee bit more of the of the actually bringing the subject up once in a while. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure many people can uh, just uh, recognize what you're saying there straight away uh, in both of those uh, points as well. Well, let's yeah. maybe switch, uh, flip that around then. What, how are you encouraged in your Christian life? What encourages you to keep your eyes on Jesus? Well, obviously the support of Christian friends, because that is a real connection, that you're part of a family with people who share the same beliefs, um, who care about you uh, and care about your Christian development. Um, so there's that. There's, I mean, it can be a simple thing. Somebody can send you a wee verse or maybe pick up the phone and, you know, just have a quick chat. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's a big help. Personal connection with God and um, just in prayer, sometimes just sitting quietly, I find a, a really big help because, and looking back as well, um, you, you can sometimes see almost immediately how God's at work in a situation. And there's other times when you're you're looking back over something you were maybe praying about and you can see, well, you know what? There's been an answer to that. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and here's what the answer was. And those sorts of things are just such, such an encouragement, I find. Yeah, yeah, okay. And um, maybe then lastly, Margaret, um, the question that uh, I'll be sort of finishing with with these interviews is why... Is being a Christian important in your life? Well, since I became a Christian, I've always tried to keep in mind that, you know, that's my most important relationship. Even, I mean, I'm really close to all of my family, but even over and above that, it's my primary relationship is is, is with God. And it's trying to nurture that, that relationship as the most important. Um, it's trying to put Christ first, others next, and me last. I'm not so good at the putting me last thing. I mean, I have to admit that. Um, but, I mean, that is what's most important. I do find myself sometimes, I mean, I think we're all the same. You find yourself sometimes, you know the sorts of things you ought to be doing. Um, and you find reasons to put those off. Mm. Um, but I think that's, you know, it's that idea that God has put himself really way out in the limb when he didn't need to, to have a relationship with me. And if he values me so much, I mean, I, I'm fully convinced and I know that Jesus would have went to the cross if I was the only person who had ever existed. He still would have done that for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, that makes it the most important relationship. And that's why it's important to me. Oh, thank you, Margaret. Uh, do you know, it's, it's really encouraging just to hear you and just to hear a little bit about your story. And I know um, yeah, there's many people who know your face coming into church and I uh, know you are, but just to hear a little bit about uh, your journey with Jesus and just uh, just being really open with us as well about what that looks like as well has been really encouraging. So, Margaret, thank you very much. Uh, and, Thanks, Margaret.
uh, I'm sure many people uh, will be uh, eager to hear a little bit more as well as uh, the weeks uh, go by and they see you back out in church again too. Uh, okay. Thank you, Margaret, and God bless. Thanks very much, Robert. God bless too. Well, thanks again, Margaret, uh, for uh, just taking that time uh, to tell us a little bit about uh, your journey uh, with Jesus and the things that he has done. Um, thank you. As we uh, continue now, uh, we want to take some time to pray for one another in these changeable days and the things that are happening and commit one another to God in prayer. As we do that, uh, let me share these words uh, from the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, in which he says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. As we look uh, to follow Jesus through these days, there may be times in which you think, well, I really don't know uh, what to do. I really don't know what God is doing through my life. We are to stand firm recognizing he is the one that is in control and anything that we do in his name will never be in vain. Let us come to God now in prayer. Heavenly Father, we do give you thanks for the opportunities that we have to serve you through these days and recognizing, Lord, that you are the one who has chosen us, that in the unfamiliar surroundings that we find ourselves, that they are not unfamiliar to you, that you are the one, Lord, who will guide through all uh, the, the darkness, Lord, that this world may bring. And Lord, we want to lift up to you those, Lord, who find themselves in real conflict at this time. We pray, Lord, for those who are dealing uh, with life decisions, Lord, that they have never dealt with before. And Lord, we ask that you may bring peace to their situation, that you may bring a sense of comfort in all that they may do. And above all, Lord, that the light of your presence, Lord, may be with them in all that they may do, that they may know of your directing and guiding in every way. Lord, we continue to lift up to you those uh, who are dealing with health complaints at this time, who are uncertain every time, Lord, they go to another appointment at the hospital. Uh, Lord, we ask that they may continue to know of answered prayer in your name, that they may continue to know of you as the God who journeys with them throughout. And Lord, also, we do lift up to you those who have uh, uh, been bereaved through these last days. We want to ask, Lord, that they may know, uh, Lord, of you as their shelter in times of trouble. That they may know, Lord, of you as the one uh, who, you, who, who can be relied on through these days. Lord, we also want to continue to lift up to you our schools and those, Lord, involved in education. And through these days, Lord, where there is so much changes and 
We, we do not know what one day will bring to the next. Lord, we ask for your protection over all who will serve in our schools and all our young people, Lord, starting back into their education. Lord, we ask, Lord, of your peace um, through these days. And Lord, above all, that we may know of the great joy it is, uh, Lord, uh, to know you, uh, to seek you in every way. Lord, we want to lift up to you our world at this time as well. We want to pray for those, Lord, who are dealing with big decisions in our world. We pray for our leaders. We pray for those, Lord, who are making decisions, Lord, that there's really no right or wrong. There's really no decision, Lord, that will just resolve all the things that are happening at this time. But Lord, we ask that they may know of your hand upon them in every way, that they may know of your wisdom, Lord, as they take these big decisions. And Lord, also, we want to pray for those, Lord, uh, who uh, the, the world has left behind at this time. We want to pray for those who are refugees, who are making decisions of moving uh, from country to country and, and taking life and death decisions, Lord, through these days. Lord, we ask that they may know, Lord, of you as the one where true shelter is found, who they may know, Lord, of you as their comforter through these days. Lord, we pray for countries, Lord, who are in conflict. We pray, Lord, for countries who are awaiting uh, big uh, results in elections. And Lord, we pray for your peace among them. We pray, Lord, for your uh, sense of control through all things. And Lord, that through these days, we ask, Lord, that your people may continue to grow in your grace and love. Lord, that through all things, Lord, as we pass through these days, Lord, of great darkness, of plague, that we may look back to recognize you, the one who has sustained us, the one, Lord, who brings light through these darkness. Lord, we ask all these things now in the great and in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. We now are going to praise God again with an item of praise from Resigned Worship entitled, Great is the Lord. Changing our souls. 
Thank you uh, for listening uh, tonight. May you know the great and rich blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ in your life throughout this week. 
If there has been anything that you've heard in this podcast or in these last weeks of our services and you want to talk a little bit more about them, then please do not hesitate. Contact me um, through uh, the Facebook page and also through uh, my uh, email address, mavillapress at gmail.com. And it'd be lovely to hear from you. Let us finish now with the words of the benediction together. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen.